welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Celebrate the Lord. It's all right to praise God now. Struggle, the struggle, the struggle. God said he hears you saying, but the struggle is not over because the circumstances haven't changed. But, but God said it's not what you expect. It's not about the situation ending, but the struggle is over because you don't have to struggle. You stand still and you see the salvation of the Lord. You allow the Lord to fight your battles. That's what's over for you. You've been in that place long enough. Now it's time for you to let go and allow the Lord to fight for you. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Thank you, Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Lord God, we thank you for this day and for your worship. Your preacher, Lord God, your word, your people. Amen. Amen. As you're standing, meet me in Exodus chapter 1. You don't have to struggle anymore. You're injuring yourself. Glory, glory, glory. Exodus chapter 1, reading from the ESV. We thank God for our Girl Scouts, our leaders and parents and all those who have participated in bringing us into worship. Thank you, our sister, for reading this morning. I'm going to begin reading at verse 7. Exodus chapter 1, verse 7. The Bible says, But the people of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong, so that the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Behold, the people of Israel are too many and too mighty for us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And if war breaks out, they join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. Therefore, they set taskmasters, slavers over them to afflict them with a heavy burden. They built for Pharaoh store cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the more they were oppressed, the Bible says, the more they multiplied and the more they spread abroad. And the Egyptians were in dread of the people of Israel. God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Today, let us think about expectations, and our word for today is, what did you expect? Wow. We thank God for our first-time visitors, for families joining us here. What did you expect? Exodus chapter 1 contains the story of Israel, the people of the promise, the people of God who were living in Egypt land. The people were not in the land that God had promised to them, but instead they were living in a foreign land and being oppressed by their enemies. It feels like us. Uh, Last week, Pastor, we began this uh, series on transformation, and Pastor shared with us about Moses, who some of us know and are familiar with as one of God's leaders, the one, in fact, Moses, who would guide the people out of their bondage in this place called Egypt. But this, what we just read in chapter 1, is before all of that. 
this, what we just read in the rest of chapter one is the backstory. It's the prequel. It's in this chapter, chapter one, and in the verses that we read that, that helps us to understand the foundations, the beginnings of Moses' transformation. And I hope and we pray that God's word on today will also help us to understand our own transformation. This week on this Sunday morning, we get to hear from God about how we two sisters and brothers can be transformed through our expectations. Scripture contains the Genesis stories. You know, uh, children, that's the first book of the Bible that we read in the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, Genesis stories in the beginning. And the daughters and sons of Abraham are now living in this place called Egypt. Jacob's sons, including Joseph that we just read about, and all of their generation who came and settled down in Egypt during a famine so that they would survive, those are the ones who had the juice in Egypt from, from Israel. Those are the ones who had the, the power. They were the ones who were known in the palace streets. They were the ones. They had all grown old and died and went on to be with the ancestors. The Bible teaches us that in many areas across Egypt, the land that they were uh, being uh, contained in, the land of their oppressors, the Israel, God's people, they were outnumbering the Egyptians. Verse 7 says, but the people of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly. Bible says they multiplied, this is God's people, and grew exceedingly strong so that the land was filled with them. The Hebrews, uh, Israel, they weren't babies' kids. They were Yahweh's kids, but their testimony was the same. We don't die, we multiply. Even in the face of opposition, even living a life as slaves, even though there were attempts to gain control over them, the growth of God's people could not be stopped. But it's not what you might expect. Because the fact that there were more of them, more of us, more of God's people might have led them to think or to expect that they would one day be in charge in that place. Somebody said in that place. Even with their growing numbers and the fact that they were spread all across the land and growing stronger, they might think, they might expect that though they could count that there were more of them, that they might be in control. And I, I wonder if they expected that one day they would grow so strong and so numerous and there would be so many of them that one day they would overthrow the Egyptians. But a war with the Egyptians, church, was not the way that God would deliver them. What did you expect? It's not what you might expect to happen. On this Girl Scout Sunday, we have Black History Month still in our recent memories. And this month, we are also celebrating the contributions of girls and women. And even now, we often get surprised when we hear these biographies read of strong women or when we learn about our past. It's not what we expect to hear. Even now, sometimes we are even surprised about how our own lives unfold. It often isn't what we expected to happen. What did you expect? Sometimes we're surprised by how God arranges our freedom uh, from Egypt, uh, how God grows our people in the face of oppression, or, or even how God transforms us in unlikely foreign and hostile places. Sometimes we even get surprised, church, by who God uses, little girl, to lead us into his promised land. As our baby sister read, the Girl Scouts was founded in 1912 and considers itself to be the preeminent leadership development organization for girls. Amen. 
The Girl Scout sets out to build girls of courage and confidence and character who will make this world a better place. Thank you, Lord. And this goal, these goals are expected to be achieved by building girls who are leaders, who will have a strong sense of self, uh, positive values, are, are challenge seekers, and have healthy relationships, and are community problem solvers. You know, Moses wasn't the only example of a leader in scripture. And, and he was an example, but just one of many of others who spring forth from unexpected places and unexpected circumstances like South Philly in 2023. Who do you expect, Church of the Redeemer? Who are you looking for? Because you do know we're all leaders in some way. If you bear the light of Christ, you're a leader somewhere. You're a leader in your school. You're a leader on your block. You get to be leaders in your homes and social media and in the whole wide world. And because we are born and formed and created to leave, we require transformation. It's not optional if we're living as leaders of God's world. Scripture says that he who began a good work in you will continue it until the day of Christ Jesus. That's transformation. And that goes for all of us who are in Christ from the elders and senior saints to you, my little sister, or my little brother. And if you don't already... You should expect that the God who loves you will transform you. And I know that might be scary for some of us, but don't be afraid. It's okay to change. It's all a part of growing up. And it's not just okay for God to change us as the people of God. We should expect it. What do you expect? And more than that, we should be concerned if we don't see transformation happening. You shouldn't be the same as you were. What do you expect? The wonder pets, the wonder pets. They're on their way. I'm not going to sing the song. The Wonder Pest was one of my favorite cartoons. You know, parents, we get to have favorite cartoons. Looking over our kids' shoulders. When my children were younger, uh, some of you may be too young to remember, but you can find it on YouTube. But Ming Ming Duckling, amen? Tuck the turtle, I'm not by myself. And Lenny the guinea pig. The three of them, they were unlikely superheroes who came to the rescue of other animals who do you expect to rescue you from yourself in one episode which I consider to be my favorite they left their home uh, where they live which was in a school classroom they were pets of the children and so they left their local school classroom to travel across the world and they went to Greece to help an inchworm who was sad the Wonder Pets, they, they traveled across the world and to go help this inchworm because that's what they did. They helped. The inchworm's friend, the reason why he was sad was because his friend, the caterpillar, was feeling sick. And he was sad for her and he was upset because he felt like uh, uh, th th that maybe they wouldn't be able to be friends anymore. Maybe they wouldn't be able to play together. And what was happening to her was scary because he didn't expect for her to, uh, to, to change and, and he didn't know how they would continue to be together. Uh, there was something weird that he was witnessing happen to her. Something surprising really for both of them was happening. She was changing, Reverend Pyfram. She was transforming this little caterpillar. And it was Lenny the guinea pig and his wisdom of experience that helped them to understand Ming Ming and, um, and, uh, and, uh, and Tuck. Helped them to understand that everything was okay. He helped them to understand by the power of the Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, that her change was okay. And in fact, it was healthy and great even. Help us, Lord. Lenny told him, it's okay, it's okay. She's turning into a butterfly. 
Lenny said, but you've got to be patient, little earthworm. Don't be afraid, but you've also got to be patient, Church of Jesus, because Israel, this might take a while. I know that you didn't expect for her to change. I know that you didn't expect to change and, and you don't know how long it's going to take church. You don't know how long you're going to be in this place, but oh, hang on in there. Trust God because ultimately all the work that goes into transforming you from that caterpillar to the butterfly, it will be worth it in the end. Even if it's not what you expected, what do you expect butterfly she couldn't chew leaves with her friend earthworm anymore she couldn't wiggle around in the mud with him anymore and play but now she could drink from the sweet nectar and she could soar high in the sky with her new wings you may not expect the change but are you ready for it and we too may be changing like she did on the outside that which people can see some of y'all are outgrowing your shoes and your parents just want you to make it through the school year. Amen. Some of you might be outgrowing your coats and thank God the season is about to change because we're not trying to buy another winter coat. And maybe young men, you're growing hair in places you didn't have before. And maybe your voice is dropping a couple octaves. It's okay for us to change. And we all change on the outside. Maybe some of you girls are getting taller and stronger. But this ain't just for the kids, y'all. Because there are some adults who are now leaders who need to know that it's okay because you're changing too. God is transforming you. He's growing us all up. We change and we can be transformed. But this isn't just for the young and it's not just for the old and it's not just for everyone in between. It's not just for individuals, but our families can look different. Our, our churches may be beginning to look different. The way that we worship can be transformed. Our services may be new and in unexpected ways. But let not your heart be troubled. The good news is that God is not just concerned with the outward transformation and the physical changes. But the God that we serve is the one who transforms us from the inside out. Pulling out some of that stuff that doesn't need to go to the next place, Israel. That can't go into the promised land, church. The places that nobody may see. What is it that you expect on this Sunday morning? Young people, we expect and we believe that you will get more mature and begin to make wiser decisions. We imagine that you will be problem solvers and peacemakers in your schools. We think and we believe by the power of God that you will apply the words that you hear from trusted adults to your lives. And then one day you'll become a trusted adult and you may have families of your own and you will become adult leaders and you'll give back to the community. What do you expect? As you are being transformed by God, you will be like Brother Moses, able and willing to throw down some of the old thinking, to throw down some of the old beliefs that you had when you didn't know any better. As parents and caretakers and leaders that are transformed by God, even when we don't expect to be, we will be like Brother Moses, able to throw down some old thinking, willing to throw down some old beliefs that we had church when we didn't know any better. It's like that little caterpillar shedding her cocoon in order for her to grow up and be a beautiful butterfly, one that the Lord God Jehovah says to us on today, church, shake off some stuff. Throw down some old thinking and ways that won't serve us and grow up in your faith and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed by the renewing of our mind. There's a section in your brain called the prefrontal cortex. It's a part of the brain that helps us to make decisions. 
It's the part of the brain that helps us to decide what we think is good and what we think is bad and how we are to behave around people. The prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that helps us to work toward a goal like getting badges on our sash or like learning new skills. It's the part of our brain that helps us to meet the goals like selling cookies to travel across the country and world. And it's the same part of our brain, church, hear me. It's the place where our minds hold our expectations. What are you saying? What we believe will happen or what we believe can happen or what we think we know. I want you to hear the Lord say there's a connection, church, of parents and children between what we think can happen, our expectations and what we decide to do. Help us, Lord. There's a connection between what we think can happen, our expectations, and what we spend our time on leaders and our money on trustees and our energy on. There's a connection between, the Lord says, what we think is possible for ourselves and what we think is possible for our families and what we think is possible for our communities and our country and the world, what we think is possible for our friends and what we think is possible for our churches. There's a connection between what we expect from God and what we do. Between what we think is even possible for us and what we can become. Those who have studied the genius of the God-created mind and neuroscience and psychology have found that our expectations inform our experience. And what we believe is based on what we see. What do you see for yourself and for those around you? What do you expect is possible through the transformative power of God? Do you expect like the founders of the Girl Scouts that every girl, no matter where she comes from, no matter her background, can be equipped to excel? What I'm saying is what you believe and what you expect will move you in one direction or another, either toward God's glory for you or away. What we expect can cause us to be open to more, to deeper, and to greater in God. Or what we expect can close us off because we can't see it. So what do you expect? Have you ever taken a moment to think about what you think about? Have you ever taken just a little bit of time to consider that your expectations may not be as big as God's plans for you? Israel, what do you expect? What are the limits that you have placed on yourself and God's people? What are the possibilities that you allow yourself to believe and to hold? Are there walls around your thinking and that need to be demolished and thrown down? Are there imaginations and other things that set themselves against the knowledge of God? Throw down your expectations. And we must be transformed by our thinking so that we don't limit God's power through us. Israel, Egypt doesn't want you to expect that you can be free. People of God, the enemy doesn't want you to think or to expect that you can be free. Moses, Pharaoh doesn't want you to know just who you are. Little sister, little brother, the enemy doesn't want you to expect greatness for your life that is planned for you by God. What do you expect? Moses, there are people who say you are too young. 
There are people who think that you are too old. There are people who say you are too black, too urban, too little, too big, too this and too that. But that's because they have a box, but it's not God's box. And that's because they have a box and you don't fit in it. Your dreams don't fit in it. The God that you serve has plans for you and they don't fit in their box. But that's their issue, not yours. What do you expect? Because these people have limited imaginations, uninformed by the Holy Spirit. They have a picture of our Jesus with straight hair and blonde and blue eyes. And that's their only possible image of a Savior that they can have. But they haven't had their expectations shifted through the filters of truth that say wisdom and scripture that tell us that Jesus was born in the hood to a single income family to a young mother that looked like you among a dominant political group that wanted to kill them. What do you expect for your life? They didn't expect the Messiah, the savior of the world to be born in a dirty barn, to be born in South Philly, to be born in West Philly. But that's how God decided on purpose for him to come. They didn't expect your courage, your greatness, your power, your intelligence and your strength, but that's their problem. He was still savior and you are still blessed God created you to be who he created you to be with your fearfully and wonderfully made self. Expect higher. There will be people who expect you to fail at everything you do. But God says, hallelujah, you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. This is a word for all of us, everybody who's been cast aside and prematurely discarded, written off before you even started. Come higher where God sits. But we expect them to get rid of their prejudice. We expect them to cast off what they have planned for us. But first, we got to get it. We got to throw down the expectations that keep us bound. The ones that we have for ourselves based on our limited thinking that don't reflect who God says that we are. Yes, brother Moses was a leader of God's people, but don't overlook it. Keep reading because he wasn't the only one. There's greatness in unexpected places. And there's greatness from people who may be otherwise overlooked, just like you. He came from a people of greatness. So what do you expect God to do through you? If you kept on reading, church, and I know you did, there are two midwives, Shipra and Pua, who brought Hebrew babies, little brown babies in the world against the law. They were underestimated. Oh, those are just the women. Those are just the midwives, the ones responsible for bringing a new life, but their courage was not expected. That's their fault, not yours. The Bible says in verse 17 that the midwives feared God. He's the only one that you should acknowledge and fear. They didn't do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but they let the boys live. Thank you, Lord. The more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. You use what they think about you to fuel you into your greatness. But I'm only shipper and poor. But if you keep on reading, and I know that you will, there was a woman who delivered a beautifully brown baby boy. But because the word was on the street that the Hebrew boys were being taken out, she hid him for as long as she could. And then when he got too big for her to hide, she made a little boat, a little raft of a basket, and she put him in it, kissed him on his head like mothers do, and she put him along the gentle waters. And his sister Miriam stood on the side and watched him float down the riverbanks. You're not alone. You've got mothers and aunties watching you. Oh, 
thank you, Lord. And he floated down the river bank to where the foals from behind the palace, where the, where the royalty bathed. But how could she do that? How could she send this baby away? How could she do it? But maybe it's not what you expect. Because if you keep on reading, and I know that you will, there was another woman, Pharaoh's daughter, whose life was set. She had the finest bundles. She was ready to rule the world. She had access to the riches of royalty, a daughter of the king, a life of luxury guaranteed. But yet she saw a little baby boy, a beautiful brown baby boy who was safely wrapped up in a raft made of a basket floating gently her way. She took the little boy in and arranged for him to be cared for. It's not what you think by a Hebrew woman who turns out scripture says was his mother all along. And so she got to nurse her own baby boy. Hey God, thank you for the plans that you have for us. And then that little boy, that little brown boy whose life was in danger, sent along the river by his mother who loved him, pulled from the water by a woman who would raise him. That little boy became the son of royalty and his name was Moses. See, see, be careful. Be careful how you think your story is going to end up. It's not always what you expect. Glory, Lord. Thank you, mother. Don't you be afraid because you had to send your baby along the river for somebody else to take care of. God is able to watch over them even when you can't see where they are. Glory. Before Moses, there was a mother. Before Moses, there was a daughter of Pharaoh. Before Moses, there was a wise and watchful sister. A desperate mother facing a hard time. Before them, there were two midwives who defied the murderous eyes of the law. What do you expect? Throw down the old and pick up the new. Be transformed. Lord, take everything. I don't want it. I don't need it. I just want you. Take these expectations and don't be surprised of what God will do to you because you are not alone. You are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, the sons and daughter of Abraham and Sarah who are never too old. You're surrounded by Joseph who went from the pit to the palace. You're surrounded by leading Moses into the unfamiliar places. You're surrounded by Rahab who risked it all. You're surrounded by Ruth and Naomi who began again. You can begin again. You're never too old to begin again. You're surrounded by prophets who spoke truth to whom in power. Don't be afraid. You're surrounded by Mary and Elizabeth who bear the truth and the word in their bodies. You're surrounded by Paul and Silas. Keep on praising until the chains fall off. And Israel, guess what? This is only chapter one of your Exodus story. So don't you be discouraged. Hold on, hang in there. When your back's against the wall, Israel, hold on. Not gonna be like you expect. You expect that the resources aren't enough, that the bottom line is insufficient, and the all-sufficient sovereign God says He will supply your every need, not according to yours, but to His great riches in Christ Jesus. You may not expect that what you see is all there, but it is written, for eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, and it hasn't entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You expect that your identity and your history and your lineage and your pedigree and your stutter and your limp and your selfishness and your anger and you must, your sin will not disqualify you 
even though you think it will. God's got a re-entry program that makes you, Moses, particularly qualified to lead these people over there. Throw down the idols of your mind and tell you you know because what got you here won't get you there. Throw down the prescriptions that you relied on in the past. They're expired. They don't work anymore. Instead, expect that the truth is true. Expect that the first will be last and the last will be first. Expect that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy. They're not worthy. The suffering's not worthy. The pain's not worthy to be compared with the glory to be revealed in us. Expect that the mind regulator will regulate your mind. Expect that you won't cry forever, but that one day he'll wipe every tear from your eyes. Expect to love again. Expect the chains to be broken. Expect to have joy again. He'll heal the brokenhearted. He'll set the captives free in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. Advent is not just a season. Advent is the only, is not the only season for us to expect more church. The Messiah came into the world and he wasn't what they expected. He was the most powerful presence in the world and he was wrapped in rags. He was the most powerful presence in the world, God among us, and yet he laid in a feeding trough for animals. What do you expect? He didn't come in riding on a war horse like they thought he would. He wasn't surrounded by legions of soldiers to protect him. The Savior was born, and he did suffer like we do. And in this Lenten season, he will soon die. But guess what? It's not what you expect. That's not the end of the story. And it's not the end of your story. Because early, somebody say early. After you've prayed and cried. After you've been crucified. After you've suffered a little while. Guess what? Early, one Sunday, just like today, he got up. You can get up with all power in his hands. And one day, he's coming back for an expectant church. Do you expect him? And he shall rule forever and ever. And his kingdom will have no end. I'm expecting for you. You expect for me. And like the songwriter says, I'm expecting anticipating a move of God and we won't we won't we won't we won't be satisfied until heaven invades our life a move of God and we'll see blind eyes open cities and regions change I believe I believe I'm expecting, what are you expecting to God? Be the glory for the things he has done to God. Be the glory for the victories he's already won to God. Be the glory, you can expect him, we can expect him greater, more, deeper, wider yeah hallelujah thank you lord give god praise give god praise but only if you expect him to move if you don't expect it he can move then don't say nothing but if you owe that he'll do it then don't you wait for the battle to be over shout now shout now shout now Shout now! Yes, he will! Yes, he will! Yeah!
your back is against the wall, what to do? The Lord started. Now he's saying, don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. Give him the glory. Somebody else in here, you are already saved. 
but you kind of been doing you a little bit more than you've been doing Jesus. And he's inviting you to come and make a fresh commitment today. Nobody said you was out there doing nothing bad. It's just a matter that you've been doing you a little bit more than you've been doing Jesus. Oh, come on, God. Come on, God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. He's calling you home. He's calling you to come back today. Come on now. He brought you here for this. Oh, he brought you here for this today. Oh, yes, he did. He ministered to you that all things are possible for your life. Somebody wrote you off, but God never wrote you off. Somebody else, somebody else, as I said, you're saved, but you've been kind of doing you a lot more than you've been doing God. Come on now. Don't, don't be ashamed about it. We all messed up somewhere along the line. But God is saying, come on, baby. Come on and make a fresh commitment to you. I got, I got plans for you. Didn't you hear the preacher? The preacher was talking about God's plan. God's plan is still in effect. The scripture says that his gift and calling are without repentance. So even though you may have been out there doing you a little bit more, God said, come on, baby. Come on, because I got to give you some fresh instructions. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There you go. Come on. There you go. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Is there somebody else? God's waiting for you. God's waiting for you. Come on. Today is your day. Today is your day. All those souls God brought forth, all those fresh commitments he brought forth. What about you? Stop worrying about what they're going to think about you, the one that's standing next to you. There you go, my brother. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on, somebody else. There you go. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. What they're going to think because I waited so long. Don't worry about what they're going to think. You, come on. I told you this is the most important thing you're going to do today. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on. Yeah, come on, sis. Hey. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at God. Look at God. Look at God. Hallelujah. 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 virtual campus because I know God is speaking to y'all out there too write it in the chat say I'm coming back I'm coming back I'm making a fresh commitment and somebody out there write it in the chat I decided to follow Jesus today I'm giving my life to the Lord and give us your information so we can contact you God is doing a mighty work in here today Okay, and with all those who are members of our prayer team, we need you to go over to the other side. With all those who have made that commitment, those who are coming to the Lord, we need you to go over to the other side now. If you're here and you remember a member of Redeemer's Special Forces, God has got work for us on the other side. Oh, look at God.